Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. There I was sitting on the bow of this small boat on a hot summer day. Now, it was 2004. I was in the Philippines on this mission trip. I think I've mentioned it before. But uh, not only did we do lots of hard work, we also had a little bit of fun. And so this one day, we were taking this, this beautiful boat ride, taking in the turquoise water and the, the powdery beaches, the colorful fish under, just below the surface, wind going through my hair. It was a long time ago. And it just felt like the water was calling my name. It was this, this hot, hot day. Now, I was up front with one other seminarian, and everybody else was in the back of the boat. And so we devised this plan. We said, we're just going to dive in without asking for permission. And, and if we need to, we'll just ask for forgiveness later, right? It's always a good strategy. Now, the only problem is these boats, they have these giant pontoons on the side. And so if we were to dive in, you have to be careful to try not to get harpooned on the way in, right? And so the, the boat's moving fast, and, and we're, we're planning this, and I count to three, and then I aim, and I take this giant leap. And by some miracle, I, I missed the pontoon, and I was in the water. And then the other guy there, he yelled out something silly like, oh no, Simon fell into the water. I better jump in and rescue him. And so he also jumped in too. Now the captain, thankfully, was on the ball, and he cut the engine immediately so that we didn't get sucked into the propeller and turn into sushi. Uh, And so I just want to put out this disclaimer for all the kids especially, don't try this at home. But I share this story. It was a concrete example of a time it took a blind leap of faith. And actually, it was just really dumb and foolish. But we've heard this expression before, right? To take a blind leap of faith. As if to suggest that faith is something that, that, that requires us shutting off our brains and then just leaping out into the abyss blindly without any reason whatsoever. And maybe you've found yourself in situations you're talking to friends at a dinner party and they discover that you go to church. And they're shocked It's like, I thought you were a reasonable person. You know, I thought you were, you could think on your own. You were someone who who follows the science. And maybe there's this expectation, like, we're, we're supposed to come to church on Sundays where we shut off our brains, but then we can engage our faculties the rest of the week. Now, underlying this is this belief system that could be referred to as scientism. I'll call it that. Now, I'm all for science. I am. I, I studied science, actually, in an undergrad many, many years ago. But, but science, what, what scientism suggests is that science has all the answers to life's questions. That the only thing reliable is what can be perceived through our five senses and studied as such. Whereas things that are immaterial, like faith, They require us to just jump out blindly to leap out in faith. Now, let's just pause for a moment and reflect. We know that there are other ways of knowing. And I'll just give you a few right off the top. So emotion 
and intuition. We even are aware of this whole realm called emotional intelligence, which can give us insight into people and situations, or imagination and dreams. Just think about every single invention, every major breakthrough, it started as something immaterial at the level of ideas first, or memory and experience. This gives us knowledge about the past. Now, I remember working with this guy years ago, and it was this academic environment. Everybody had letters after their name, you know, MA, PhD, all this kind of stuff. And he would, he would write out his name, and then he'd put EXP, period. And one day I asked him about it. He said, it stands for experience. <laughs> because he's, he's like, I've been around here for over 20 years. I know some stuff, right? <laughs> or knowledge that comes from relationships. You know, just all the, all the married couples, if your spouse comes to you and says, I love you, you believe them, right? It's the same thing happened last night. It was like a non-reaction. <laughs> it's like maybe we need to offer more marriage counseling, Father Alex, to the, the people here. But anyways, uh, we hope that you believe them. And you're not like, if somebody says, I love you, you're not like, well, prove it to me with scientific facts. No, we know that there's, there's a way of knowing and, and believing something as reliable. And I want to suggest today that faith also is a way of knowing. It's a spiritual faculty. What is, let's, let's just for a second say, what is faith not? Faith is not just chalking everything up to mystery when we don't understand things. We're like, well, it's a mystery. Yeah, there's things that are profound and we will never plumb the depths, but we can still know aspects of truth. Or faith is not merely assenting to a series of propositional statements. I mean, that's part of it. But it's so much more. It's, it's living. And faith is, is not just leaping out blindly, as I did stupidly that day from the boat. <laughs> There's an element of reason, but, but I suppose there is also an element of, of risk. In our second reading today, from Hebrews 11, we have this whole chapter about faith. And I think in the Bible, this is the chapter about faith. And it's worth going back to read. It talks about all these different Old Testament characters who acted by faith, including Abraham, who was asked to set forth, to, to start journeying towards a place, and God hadn't even given him the destination. He had nothing he could plug into his GPS. <laughs> But he was just asked to, to begin this journey, and as such, he and his descendants discovered the promised land. Now, as I've been reflecting upon all this, I came up with my own little definition of faith. So here it is. Faith is a gift from God that gives us the capacity to know and the power to act. You heard it here first. This is a Father Simon original, patented. Pat, or I should say patent pending still, but faith is, just say it with me. Faith is a gift from God that gives us the capacity to know and the power to act. And I want to break that down for us today, those three elements of this definition. Faith is a gift from God. This spiritual faculty of faith 
It's not just something that, humanly speaking, we can conjure up. It's something that God needs to give us. He needs to provide it. We can certainly ask for it, but we need to receive it. I love this line from Ephesians. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. This gift that once received, it changes us. It, it transforms us from the inside out. Remember years ago talking to a priest, and we we're talking about this kind of transformation, conversion, and it's like, how do you know someone has had an encounter with God? And, and he said, it's when somebody can say, I've been saved by Jesus. When somebody is able to declare that, yes, I know I've been saved by Jesus. And it's faith that enables that. Okay, so faith is a gift from God. Number two, faith gives us the capacity to know. It's not just like a wonder or wishful thinking. Faith, as it said in the passage, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. So there's a real sense of confidence and security that we can have when we have faith. It's, it's able to give us uh, a knowing that goes just beyond our human intelligence. And so here's an example. Just on Thursday, I was praying, and I was actually sitting just in the chapel over here Thursday morning, and I was reflecting on a scripture passage, just one little line that I'd, I'd probably read dozens and dozens of times. Maybe I'd even preached upon. And yet as I sat there, I was, I was stuck in this moment, awestruck, as I felt God was giving me new insights about uh, this same, same old passage. That's faith. God giving us the capacity to know more. Or I was talking to another lady in the parish who just the other day, she's saying, you know, during the Mass, those words of consecration that, where you're saying, this is my body. It's like, I get it. This is really Jesus. That's faith. This capacity to know. I love how John Paul II he wrote this document in the late 90s called Fides et Ratio, Faith and Reason. He opens with this line, Faith and Reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. They're meant to work together, faith and reason. Or you can insert the word science if you want. That, that we're supposed to use them together to, to come to a place where we're able to ultimately not just understand the things of the here and now, but faith allows us then to look upwards and forwards. Upwards and forwards. Or there's these big fancy theological terms. What is anagogical and eschatological? You don't have to remember those. The only reason I said them is I wanted to impress you, you know, but just think upwards and forwards towards heaven and the end of time. Faith allows us to see and to know about these, these great things that build upon uh, our human reason. Okay, number three. So faith is a gift, gives us the capacity to know, and the power to act. Faith allows us to do things that, humanly speaking, we wouldn't be able to do or we'd be so afraid to engage in. 
And it said in the passage, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out. And he set out not knowing where he was going. He had this incredible courage to go forth. Now, at a first glance, it might seem like Abraham was taking this blind leap of faith. <laughs> but I suspect the journey was, was both reasonable and risky. It was both. Uh, there was, it was based upon his relationship with God. So there's already this, this trust foundation. And, yeah, there was a risk. He had to let go of what was familiar to go to a place he had not yet been. So faith gives us the power to do this. And another simple example, I was talking to a guy this week who feels this passion to bring unity between Christians of all denominations. So to bring together the body of Christ where there's division and hurts, and, and there's, been, there's so much history, it's so challenging, and yet he doesn't know exactly what to do, but he feels this conviction, and, and he's stepping out in faith, trying different things to bring this unity. That's by faith that he's able to do that. So we're in this series, Citizens of Heaven, and, and I think the simplest way I can say it is this. Citizens of Heaven live by faith. And today, if you're here, Maybe there's a few of, of us here or watching who you're not quite sure what I'm talking about as I talk about faith. And that's okay. You're, you're like, I'm not sure if I've received this gift. And I just want to encourage you, if that's, if that's where you are, to consider praying a simple prayer. Something like this, in your own words, but God, please give me the gift of faith. I'm open. And that's the key. I'm open to know more, to do more. And if you're here and you're like, well, I think I already have the gift of faith, great. Well, I want to encourage you to consider that God might be calling you to set out. Like Abraham, how is God beckoning you to set out? Maybe there's something in your life, maybe you've been discerning a vocation or a career change or a big move, or, or there's some way in which you feel a tug on your heart, I'm supposed to invest more time or or money in something that will advance the kingdom of God. Or maybe there's something more personal, but you're, you've been resisting. And the challenge is to set out by faith. Not just to live safe as citizens of this earth. I mean, imagine if Abraham just stayed home that day. <laughs> they would have never discovered the promised land. But to actually have the courage to to begin to live as citizens of heaven, setting out by faith. Now I want to give you one concrete example of what this living by faith looks like. And, and uh, it's somebody, I'm not sure if you would have heard of him before. His name is Pope Francis. And uh, I was talking to many parishioners who said when he visited Canada, they were glued to the TV. They were following all the coverage of his visit. And, and by the way, I encourage you, if you haven't, go back and, and uh, certainly watch, but also read. Go to, you can go to vatican.va, vatican.va, and read all the texts of his homilies, his apologies. It's all right there. 
And I, I just wonder if his journey is, maybe there's a bit of an analogy between Abraham setting out by faith and Pope Francis setting out by faith to come to Canada on this pilgrimage of penance. It wasn't a blind leap. It involves certainly reason, but also an element of risk, not knowing. You know, there's so much trauma and hurts, so much history, uh, but also his own personal health was something that uh, was a big question mark, and I, I reached out to Archbishop Dunn and asked him, he, he went to Quebec City, and asked him, what, what, what did you notice? What touched you? And he said, I was deeply moved by this 85-year-old man, the Pope, who had trouble getting from his wheelchair into the presider's chair, who just in mid-July had colon surgery and had to cancel other international trips, and yet he chose to come. It was so important for him to come. And I would suggest it was, it was by faith, right? If you think about it, as, as a citizen of this earth, his human faculties are failing. And yet, this spiritual faculty of faith enabled him, and, it's, and it continues to grow strong, even in old age, through faith. He met with indigenous people and listened to victims sincerely. And reason combined with faith was able to elevate his understanding of truth. And then he acted. He offered these uh, asking for forgiveness on, on multiple occasions for every kind of abuse that was perpetrated. And then he prayed as our spiritual father. Now, Pope Francis... Obviously, there's only one of him. There's only one pope who can live by faith uniquely as pope, and he had a beautiful impact. But wouldn't it be amazing if every single one of us realized that we're also supposed to live by faith? We're supposed to have an impact, to imitate his example, regardless of our age, regardless of our human faculties, that we ourselves are meant to be not just citizens of earth, but citizens of heaven looking upwards and forwards, living in such a way that offers an impact that, that inspires other people to desire to also be citizens of heaven. And it starts with faith. Faith is a gift from God that gives us the capacity to know and the power to act. So let's live by faith. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.